Welcome back to System of Distrivia, the podcast where we do have guests, and they're awesome. This is Bren. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. And with us, we have... Uh, I'm Stryker. Stryker. So Stryker is from Free IPA. We talked about it... When was that, Jayfon? Do you remember? Last before earlier. It was, Thank it was you. last year was in June, actually. Hopeful. Yeah, it was right after South. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was, what, like mid-season two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to, off the cuff, I want to say S2E17, but I'm not sure. I'd have to check that. I'll put it in the notes, of course. Anyway, so he's here from Free IPA. Payton met him at Cell, and he's here to answer a couple questions about it and, and talk about it. First off, Stryker, would you like to talk a little bit about yourself? If you don't want to, that's totally cool. But, you know, we want to give you the opportunity to. No, I don't mind talking about myself. <laughs> I love doing it, in fact. <laughs> you can see I love talking to people. How many times can we say the word self <laughs> just in this sentence? I wasn't even thinking about it. Let's, let's carry on, though. Let's... <laughs> so, when I was 12, I was actually selling boxes of uh, Red Hat Linux <laughs> I was Wait. given boxes of Red Hat Linux like by the my media or like pre-installed. Yes. Okay, this, oh, wow. This was before we went strictly to subscriptions. Yeah, but I did not work for Red Hat. I was not paid by Red Hat, but through my dad, I was collecting you know the money for the media and giving it back to him. Oh wow! I wrote my first program at that time, which was a simple mathematical program: addition, subtra- uh, subtraction, division, and multiplication. But where I really got into Using Linux was Fedora Core using, I don't know if people really remember it, but the Enlightenment desktop environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I use I use E17 on one of my boxes. Yeah, so ever since then, I really wanted to work for Red Hat, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago where they actually was contacted by a headhunter, and I was able to get my foot in the door using them going in as a service desk agent, which... At the time, I was not supporting identity management. I was actually supporting Red Hat's employees. Mm. Okay. So if if a Red Hat employee had a problem, you know, they'd bring their laptop down or they'd submit an email and we would fix their problem there, whether it be email related or, you know, they had a software problem. And I kind of grew a little bit in the company. I got to know the company a little bit better. And I became proficient in modifying our corporate LDAP server. Mm. and the LDAP objects that it contains. So using that knowledge, I was actually able to put my foot in the other door of global support services, which was supporting Red Hat's customers that used our identity management products. Was that way back on MIT LDAP, or was it after that? It was after that. Okay. All right. Sorry. Keep going. (laughs) It's okay. I've only been doing that for uh, probably a little bit over... Uh, close to four years now oh, I've been okay. supporting okay. yeah so it hasn't it hasn't been that long so we jumped from like 12 to four years ago <laughs> yeah just, just to be clear <laughs> <laughs> got it we're not we're gonna we're not gonna ask you to reveal your exact age if yeah you no, want no, to, no but also it's definitely you are definitely not 12 years he's old 18. so no you know. <laughs> this makes more sense now also i uh i'm certainly not picking on you it's just you're a good guest so i'm gonna treat you like a good guest <laughs> Go ahead, he man. He says now. Wait until he starts I'll... drinking. <laughs> right? I've already started. Mm. No, we made Jayton. No, no, no. Let him finish. Guys. Him finish. Nope. Oh, you're talking about him? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Guys, we forgot something. What? Do you remember? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, oh it's... <laughs> it's butter pecan moonshine. That sounds so good. Is that of the homemade variety, or did you purchase it from a distillery? I purchased it from a distillery in Tennessee. Okay. Okay, got it. 
Jathan, what are you drinking? I'm ashamed to admit this. Okay, by the way, quick update from last episode. I'm having surgery oh, right, yeah. on Friday, March 2nd. I probably won't die, but if I do, there's going to be an <laughs> awesome episode about it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just your gallbladder. I promise you'll be fine. As such, I am drinking Bud Light, which is basically water. <laughs> That's... No, we had this this argument off air. We're continuing on. Peyton, what are you drinking? I have vodka and cranberry juice. Great. I am drinking Jefferson's Reserve, uh, quote-unquote, very old. The straight bourbon whiskey, small batch. Very small batch, excuse me. I love Jefferson's. It's so smooth. It's like the smoothest whiskey I've ever had. I've not actually and had Jefferson's. I thought you said you hated it. No, no, that was Woodford. <laughs> Woodford. Woodford. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't think I've tapped into the Woodfords yet. But you Woodford, have one, right? Excuse me. I do. I, it's sitting there among like the five other whiskey bottles that I still have not consumed. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I'm loving Jefferson's. I'm super into it. So does Jayton's mom. I don't Ooh. think she is. What? What? <laughs> Didn't make any sense. What? All right. Anyway, yeah, I'm, fuck I'm off. Who cares about drinking? <laughs> okay. We should so let now that we got, finish. We got that out of the way. We can, we can get back to Stryker. <laughs> we just tangented. We, we were just tan- tangential. <laughs> We, no, we t- <laughs> we tangent. We went on a tangent. We were tangent. What you're looking for? <laughs> that never happens. In oh, is that a word? It is now. <laughs> tangent is. I, but tangented I registered is, I don't think I've ever heard it being used as a verb, Jathan. So you may be incorrect in that. But yeah, okay. So Striker, that's great. It sounds like you've been. You definitely started younger than I did, and I thought I started pretty young. I started at 14, but I do remember actually getting a Red Hat floppy in my graphics card box as like a, a giveaway thing. Oh wow! So oh yeah, the Nvidia box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was or, back no, actually the AMD. I think it was. Yeah, it was. Maybe it was AMD. AMD and another. There was another company doing it too. I don't remember the name of the company. Are you, Voodoo maybe? No, 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 no. It was it was ATI back then. AMD wasn't even doing GPUs. That was before AMD bought ATI. That's it's it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. I'll put it that way. I'm digging I'm digging around in the archives of my brain. <laughs> I cannot pull up the information. Yeah, I feel like it was even before my first ATI. I feel like it was a Voodoo, but I'm not sure. All right, <sighs> small detail. Yeah, small detail. Voodoo wasn't <laughs> even around anymore. Whatever. Moving on. Rip. Okay, so. We have him here, and he is... What is your actual role within FreeIPA? So FreeIPA, of course, is the open source or the upstream version of Red Hat's identity management product. But in Mm -hmm. the FreeIPA specifically, all I do is outreach. I like doing outreach. I I also sit in the uh, FreeIPA IRC channel on Freenode, and I answer questions there, technical questions. But it's really the time that I can dedicate to it, and it's nothing specific. I just do what I can. Mm. Well, we appreciate you for it. Absolutely. <laughs> because that's how open source works. Well, no, I mean, not not necessarily. It should be how it works, but well, like, yeah, oftentimes okay. projects don't have their own dedicated outreach person. It's awesome that they do, and when they do, but, you know, yeah, it's not always the case. It's definitely a good idea, though. Do you enjoy doing it? Yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Okay, so you're more of like a, a people person getting involved in the social aspect of the of the open source community sort of a thing. Yeah, I, I love talking to people about free IPA. The last self that we had, it was actually recorded, but I think the video came out kind of bad. 
Mm-hmm. I was talking about integrating, I think I was talking about, no, actually I was talking about authenticating to Linux using Active Directory, but mm-hmm. whew, this year is going to be about free IPA, but in that talk I was waving a lightsaber around and <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was, it was really fun. I like getting, I like making people laugh while I'm talking about things that are technical and normally boring to talk about. <laughs> no, I mean, I, we don't find it boring, but I mean, we have an entire podcast talking about that shit. So it's obviously a kind of a niche thing, perhaps. But that's super cool, though. I mean, that's not it's not often that you see an open source project as ambitious to sort of like combine multiple aspects into like one thing. Like um, every every Linux groupware <laughs> or every open source groupware thing I've seen has died usually within like two years of inception. So it's really cool when you see a project that actually sticks with it and like sticks to like hard goals and and hard functions and roles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is what we're going to do. And then it actually happens. That's always great to see, I think, because, you know, I'm not a fan of when projects just die with no reason. Yeah, especially if they serve a really good purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And incorporating Linux into Active Directory is like one of this. it's, It's a pretty high demand functionality for sure. So... I'm going to start off with our actual questions, and we're going to drill down a little bit. No? No, no, we got to do the news first, buddy. Oh, I'm I'm skipping ahead. All right. What the heck, I mean, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Thank God. Sorry. Can I tell a quick story? Brent almost almost committed to being on another podcast tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Despite us having our... Yeah. Despite us having our own recording <laughs> and a guest scheduled, he he was just in a chat that I thank God I was a part of because he was just like, "Oh, I'll be around. It'll be no problem. I would love to be with you guys tonight." Yeah, yeah. Shout out to the Radio Sattler podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but like, God damn, I can't believe I did that. This is like, gonna I've, be. I've even been sitting there. I'm like, season three is gonna be awesome. We've got like guests. We've got all sorts of great stuff happening. And then it's been. But well, here's the thing, Jathan. So like, you're trying Radio your Sattler's... best. <laughs> I'm trying my best, all right? No, but listen. So, Radio Sattler doesn't take a hiatus, and we do. This is only our second episode out of hiatus. So, I'm not really used to our schedule. Like, I I have to get back into the swing of things, even though, yeah, it's my own podcast. Like, I I still need to, like, re-acclimatize myself to it. I thought I was totally available tonight, Mm. but I wasn't. Yeah. Okay, Uh whatever. This is going to be one fragmented-ass episode at this point. Apparently. (laughs) But anyway, <laughs> why don't we do the isn't. news, and then we'll talk about free IPA right. some more. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Oh, is, is it my turn now? Yeah, go, go, go. Oh, it's the news. This is paid with the news. Shit, you fucked it all up. What the hell? God damn it. Go. All right. Go. Jesus. Last time, we reported that Intel had three class action lawsuits. Well, guess what? That number has grown. They have 32. That's amazing. And that's all for Spectre and Meltdown. It's all for Spectre and Meltdown. Just to be clear. <laughs> it's all. All. <laughs> Most of the lawsuits, Yikes. 30, are customer class action cases that claim that users were harmed by Intel's actions or intermissions related to the flaws, which could allow attackers, hackers to steal data from computers. Intel said in a regulatory filing it was not able to estimate the potential losses that may arise out of the lawsuits. They may go bankrupt, y'all. <laughs> Doubtful. Yeah, right. Whatever. Yeah, I, I doubt it, but, you know... He sounds a little hopeful. Mimcrashed is the other bit of news we have here. It's major amp, It's attacks from UDP port uh, 1120, 11 to 11, which is ethereal, or am I wrong on that? No. No? No, it's it's static. It's just a non-privileged port. Well, it's an obscure attack vector using the Memcache protocol. 
it's it's an IP spoofing capable attack uh, IP spoofing capable attacker sends forged request to a vulnerable UDP mm. server. UDP server not knowing the request is forged, politely repairs response. The problem happens when thousands of responses are delivered to an unsuspecting target host, which overwhelms its resources, and that's usually the network. So, yeah, so that's the news. It's yeah, not as bad as last time, but still. Yeah, we only awful. have three items. So I'm gonna before we go mm-hmm. back into the swing of things. Please I'm do network engineer. By the way, Striker, I don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes, but we're very haphazard, so <laughs> we're gonna be a little bit all over the place until we like actually move into the swing of things. That was the... great. We're gonna be all over the place until we're not. So yeah. Listen, you need to calm down, sir. I'm perfectly clam. Sima <laughs> clam. Donna. So with a mem crash thing. I mean, it's an amplification attack, which is, or a reflection att- attack, I guess. So basically, you, since it's UDP, you don't really need to sin and act and everything like you do with TCP. So you basically forge your origin as like a, a totally different IP or multiple different IPs, whatever. And then you send a bunch of packets to a to an, a WAN accessible memcache D UDP session and the way you do it is you craft a very small packet but the problem is like that packet can be like one kilobyte but the response is going to be like one megabyte and i'm super oversimplifying this but whatever anyway so the memcached is like okay so here's a bunch of information about that tiny little thing you requested so when you get like 500 people doing that you've all of a sudden you're sending them like 500 kb but you're getting back 500 megabytes you know does that do you understand the concept there yeah Yeah, i yeah i do okay i have a question though Yes. So we had talked last season when we were talking with Johnny and Daryl, our red teaming friends, Mm -hmm. about basically, you know, let's stop just disclosing these types of things, not us specifically, but I mean in general, and let's talk about, you know, until we can reasonably patch, how do we, how do we work around it? So is there a current workaround that somebody could be employing, or is this just something like, oh, if you... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's super easy. You just don't run a fucking man-accessible memcached instance. Okay. There's no reason to. Okay, well, I just think that... I mean, it's it's super easy to firewall off the source that you want to use. Sure. Or, ideally, since, you know, you, you since it's, there's no verification being done, you can use TCP mode only, which is a little bit slower than the UDP mode, mm-hmm. granted. Or, ideally, you can VPN it. Because then at that point, it's going across an already established encrypted tunnel that can't be spoofed. Yeah. So that's probably the ideal way to go about it, if you ask me. Or just run it across like a a VLAN, ideally, if they're all within the same physical location, Mm -hmm. like within the same rack or something. Just run a VLAN and run it over that. And that's going to be way safer than just running it WAN accessible or something. Cool. Thanks. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Striker. Sorry about that. That was... (laughs) We're still getting back in the swing of things, and, yeah. and it's always a little bit weird when we have a guest because it throws our schedule off. Way off. So, what were, what was I about to ask? Okay, so we, we already sort of got his introduction and how he got to where he is. Yeah, I know I was going to talk about free IPA specifically. Yeah, yeah, so basically origins of free IPA. Right, right. I don't know. Have you been there since the beginning of the of the Project Striker? No. Okay, okay. Do you know, like, how much of the history are you aware of? I know that it was commissioned by Red Hat employees. Okay. If you look at yeah, if you look at the concept of IPA version two in twenty eleven, it was the concept was written out by a bunch of Red Hat employees. Okay. And who did they give this commission to? Was it just thrown out to the community or was it given to like a specific software development house or well, <laughs> when I say commission, I mean they just wrote out the idea of free IP version two. 
Okay, so it just so it wasn't it wasn't like somebody was was specifically it was paid it wasn't like it. a formal thing. It wasn't like actually contractually got it got it. I think it became that once people figured out how you know helpful something like that would be. Oh sure. I yeah. think yeah, I think people were you know it was given its own project name within Red Hat and people were you know hired for positions for developing it. Mm, okay, that makes sense. That kind of says a lot about Red Hat's clout, you know, saying like, hey, we want this thing, and boom, it happens. That's kind of astounding. But I mean, like, it's also something like everybody's like, yeah, I can totally use that too. So, man. So, I mean, are, did you have any part of the structure and the, the architecture process? Do you know why they picked? I mean, there's like at least, what, like five different open source LDAP implementations, for instance. And the questions I specifically mentioned, why they chose 389 directory server instead of like open LDAP or one of the others. Do you know why they went with the particular software implementation implementations they did? Was that something requested by Red Hat? Well, I think 389DS is probably one of the most stable LDAP implementations out there. Mm. And that's probably the reason why they went with it. And ever, you know, ever since we've actually started using it for IPA, there's been countless updates made to 389DS just to make it that much more stable. Mm-hmm. And it actually has its own paid version within Red Hat called Red Hat Directory Server. Okay. And it's, it's different than, I know I'm getting off topic here, but Directory no, Server right. is way Sorry. different than Free IPA in the sense that it doesn't allow you to have everything that free IPA has like certificate management and, and everything else that's tacked on top yeah, of you guys, uh, free you guys IPA. do a little bit of everything DNS NTP talk you incorporate a lot right anyway, it's kind of a turnkey thing yeah three uh directory server is meant for massive massive implementations of users and groups and I can't even really get into detail how many directory server servers you can replicate between mm-hmm. but Give us a yeah give free us I, free IP. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the thing. Can you almost do the thing? <laughs> I think I I think I was on the phone with somebody one time who was running like eighty of them, mm-hmm. and that was about a year ago. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's pretty sizable. And these are this is like a clustered environment that these were in, or yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's it's a fair amount. I'm actually right now. This is pretty fortuitous that the scheduling worked out like this because I am in the process of turning up LDAP for my staff at work. Oh, nice. And Jathan is in the process of setting up Pam and Kerberos for his work. So it was, it's all kind of, it's a weird sort of connection. What what did, did any of you read uh, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut? No. Oh, man. Can't say that I have. There's a word he used in it, and I, it's like when a bunch of circumstances and, and people and related happenings come together at one juncture. It's a fiction book, but like... Well, it's, 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 like, it's like when you buy a Jeep yeah. and all of a sudden all you see is Jeeps. Well, maybe, but but more so... <laughs> we'll, no. we'll pretend that it's the same. <laughs> more so, it's, it's, it's like a tangible thing. Like, normally, like, I haven't even been... I haven't touched LDAP in four years? Seven years? Something like that. It's been a while. And, you know, Jathan's in, this is the first time I've, I've heard him talk about Kerberos was today. And, you know, all sorts of stuff coming together into this. Karas, I think that's what it's called. K-A-R-A-S-S. I think, the, I'll put it in the show notes, whatever. It's a good novel, by the way. <laughs> you should totally read it. But yeah, it, it's really cool how, like, all of this, it's not relevant to anything you were talking about. And I'm sorry for bringing us off traffic, off topic, but I meant to say, like, off track. And then I started saying off topic and it just ended up off traffic. I'm just going to carry on. Are you guys... Carry on. Are you guys, does anyone else want to take the next question? Because I'm rambling. 
I need more whiskey, I think. More yeah, maybe you wired. should do that. I'm a little bit wired. I need to simmer down. I need to clam. I have to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I had to walk away to pee. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were on. I don't did know. Did I question. not say? Did I not yes, say? Yes, you said. Look, we're I'm not trying. We're halfway yet. I'm trying we're to. Li- f- we're almost halfway. You couldn't even make it halfway. I hate it here. Jathan. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Just to wow. be a good patient and hydrate, which is why you'll hear me opening another Bud Light. <laughs> now, wait, 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 wait. What? I think there's there's a disconnect there. I'm, I'm going to need you to rewind about two steps. Probably not a good place to get medical. <laughs> what are you saying? We, we are not doctors. I'm a doctor uh, and a scientist. Jathan <laughs> says he is, but don't pay any attention to him. Because he says he's a lot of things. So, Jason, what were you going to ask, Striker? You were going to carry it on for me because I'm... No, I don't know what the fuck question you asked because I was peeing. (laughs) (laughs) You have the list of... Oh, my God. He doesn't know which one. But I don't know which one you asked first. (laughs) I asked... I was talking about the 389 directory server and what makes them choose their self-implementation. Fantastic. I apologize. God, we should do better... Just everything. <laughs> everything should be better next time. You should do better. Season three starting out strong. So you already sort of let in and told us that the idea for free IPA came from a bunch of people at Red Hat. But was it sort of just expected that Red Hat would adopt the project or did they plan to do it completely outside of work? Is it totally like Red Hat back now in the sense that most development is happening by people who are paid by Red Hat? What's the status of those sorts of things? Well, I definitely wasn't there, you know, when... Mm-hmm they first created free IPA and said, let there be technology. <laughs> but most of the development is done by Red Hat employees and by Red mm. Hat, by Red Hat engineers, developers. I don't know how much they expected the open source community to contribute to the project. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think once free IPA was created, there was just an influx of people who wanted to, you know, contribute code and, help kind of diagnose different issues and do a bunch of bug testing. So right. Which is looking awesome. back. Yeah. Reading, reading back on the history. I can't say for sure. I know that it, it was created by people who worked at Red Hat, but I don't know if it was something that Red Hat expected to be created. Mm. Got it. So it wasn't like a satellite then spacewalk sort of thing. It was, it was as far as you can tell, it was, it was like a, there was an idea and then somewhere along the line it happened. And then it sort of, just melded into it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Peyton, do you have any questions you wanted to, to throw in before we continue? Just one. How did you get so good at being a spy on TF2? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> this guy fucking wrecked us itself on the TF2 comp. Like, just. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a We're soldier main, this year. so. <laughs> That's, well, that's super I, cool. the thing is, before when we were at that game, I don't remember the last time I actually played TF2. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe you're just really bad, Peyton. Uh, no, or, or maybe no, maybe Striker is just a uh, you know a natural sneaky bastard kind oh, of. Yeah, person, he was he was just, very good. That's very cool. Not you don't meet too many other teams. Do you, do you still play it, or was that like only itself kind of a thing? I mean, it was only itself. I'm I'm not really like <laughs> very very interested in the game. I like playing the game every now and then, but mm-hmm. itself last year was the last time I played. I haven't played since then. But it, <laughs> it was it. really 
Man, it was really cool. We had two of the gigantic meeting rooms with the wall removed. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it was like yeah. this humongous, you know, colossal meeting room. And one corner of it were uh, tables set up where people could put their computers or their laptops or whatever. And I had the server running on my laptop. Nice. And they just jacked into the switches and just joined the TF2 server. And the flat screen that we brought was <laughs> on the bottom corner. Yeah. Pointed towards the rest of the room who was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so we had people, we had people bringing chairs and alcohol and setting up like these rows of chairs just to watch, you know, the flat screen TV. Yeah. <laughs> people getting murdered from behind. It was it was awesome. Absolutely it was cool. destroyed. You were just that is fucking awesome. dominating it. So that was that was the, that was the cool. question. That was the question I had. That was I was going to throw out your way. We should play Doom too with us sometime. Oh, yeah. we, we play a bit of Doom and stuff every now and then. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that is. I, that I was going to ask something. No, it's, it's just gone. Not the type of question that I thought Peyton was going yeah, to Yeah, I, I was there. like, <laughs> <laughs> came out of nowhere. Okay, well, so let me ask you, as someone who advocates for free IPA and sort of does outreach and stuff like that, have you actually used free IPA in a production environment? Like, what's your experience actually, you know, technically speaking about free IPA? Well, <laughs> I think that would be considered moonlighting. So <laughs> yeah, I don't use, I, I don't try to use, I actually don't try to work with people who, who want to use something like that. You know, I'll, I'll help people that want to make like small websites here and there. But if somebody asked me to help them support, you know, outside of Red Hat, you know, their free mm-hmm. IPA instance uh, and get paid for it, I, I probably wouldn't do that. But as far as using it myself, I use it every day. Mm. Right. I've got five VMs running on my laptop. Uh, at all times, and Free IPA does the authentication and DNS for those five VMs. Mm-hmm. So, as far as just usage for Free IPA, it's just within my own home. Sure, totally fine. I mean, if you use it, you use it. It doesn't really matter where, so long as you use it, right? Yeah, we're big proponents here of just people getting their hands messy. We don't really care with you know how much they scale it to. And, and so that cool. kind of, I mean, it's, it's what? Well, I was it's just going to say that really leads into my next question. What was their next question? I guess, so we talked about free IPA a couple months ago, six months ago, mm-hmm. whatever. And, you know, uh, if you go back to our discussion, it was a little fuzzy, maybe. Like, what the fuck does this do? Why would you use it? Anything like that. So I guess, you know, for somebody like me or us who doesn't necessarily have a great grasp on it, what are free IPA strengths? When would you implement it? What implementation does it really thrive in such that somebody would find it to be completely invaluable? I'd say if you had any sort of authentication in your environment uh-huh. where you're authenticating to more than just one machine, yeah, I'd say you would want to use free IPA mm. and not just like uh, some LDAP instance I, that's it's just a pain kind of in the alone. ass set up. Yeah, <laughs> LDAP. Not what a pain in the ass. What I, you mean IPA is? No, 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 no LDAP. LDAP is, LDAP is a <laughs> yeah. giant pain. Yeah, it's so setting up just open LDAP is way more complicated yep. than setting up free IPA. Free IPA is you run one command, you give your fully qualified domain name, you give your domain name, and then you give an admin password, and it sets everything up for you. Mm. And then it tells you what ports to open. So it's really good in small environments. It's good in large environments. It's great if you want to do smart card authentic- authentication, if you want to oh, have yeah. a little bit more security with your authentication. If you're physically at the machine, you know, right? smart cards are pretty awesome. But um, I'd say if you, even if you just have one machine and you have a server laying in your office somewhere, try to use IPA. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely interested in trying it out just 
for fun and profit. Yeah, I told him how you and I are both facing in the midst of our own I did, authentication. I did hear that, yeah. Explorations. <laughs> so let me ask you this then, sort of piggybacking off that. What type of... I mean, obviously, if you just want to play around with it, whatever, you might run it at home for five or six machines or whatever. But I mean, in a sort of production setting, what is the minimum number of machines you think it confers a real advantage? And that's obviously a bit of a subjective question, but... It kind of (laughs) is. But I mean, all right, so if I run a small business and I have less than 10 employees, and let's just say, you know, every employee might have one computer, there might be two or three common machines, is it worth using free IPA? I think it is. I think if you have any sort of business with any number of employees, it's very beneficial to use because you're going to have one or two systems, you know, where people log in. Even if you're in a small shop where you just log in and enter notes into some application, mm-hmm. free IPA is a great thing to use because you've got a central location where you can store your users and you can store everything about your users. You can store your their license plate numbers, their birth dates. If somebody leaves, all you do is go to one system and deactivate the user. You don't have to go to, you know, three or four or 10 or 20 systems to delete that user out of every single one. It's just one location that you remove the user out of. Yeah. So it makes user management incredibly simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely like oftentimes when people talk about LDAP and Kerberos, they're talking about incorporating into an existing Active Directory structure or, you know, setting up their own purely mixed thing with like NFS, quote unquote, roaming profiles kind of a thing. But people don't really realize that you can also create an entirely unified login infrastructure. And, you know, like with my company, we're entirely remote, so we don't really have to worry about the whole workstation thing. But we do have a lot of internal resources, and it would be super great if people only had to change their password once, or I only had to create one user, or when someone leaves the company, I only had to deactivate and and delete one user. So that's, personally, I think that's an even bigger advantage than having that sort of shared office space aspect to it. So I definitely see a lot of strengths to it. But, you know, I guess digging deeper into Jathan's questions... I don't know how much actual contact you have with the clients after adoption or anything like that, but I mean, have there been cases where you've seen it just absolutely abused, like totally shoehorned into an environment where it it really wasn't entirely designed for it? Because there's got to be some at least corner cases where that's the case, right? Yeah, there's, I've only seen maybe one or two, but there's Mm -hmm. some really gigantic environments where people either had too many users that free IPA wasn't exactly stable for at the time, Mm -hmm. which we've actually come a long way since then, or somebody didn't have the ability to create a separate domain for free IPA to run on. And they were maybe trying to run it on the same domain that active directory was on, which you cannot do. (laughs) You you can, you can do it. It is possible to do it, but it is, is not recommended. Yeah. Yeah. Capital N, capital R not recommended. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense. But even then, like, even LDAP alone has its limits. Like, that's, I mean, that's why it's intended to be hierarchical. So you can separate, like, okay, you've got, like, 500 employees here in this location. Yeah, maybe run your own root DN in this location, you know? Man, okay, so, so let's say someone is interested in giving free IPA a spin for both, because they do differ, and and I think it's important to acknowledge the difference, but for both the hobbyist, you know, the, the person who's, like, just kind of digging into it and learning about it. And for the, I guess, professional, we'll call it, the person who's actually looking to implement free IPA into an existing infrastructure, where would you recommend these people get started? What sort of resources would you recommend? Are there any books that you found are really good resources, things like that? Well, the the best resource that anybody could probably 
reference is freeipa.org. That site is managed by the people who created FreeIPA and the people mm-hmm. who submit code to FreeIPA all the time, and it stays updated. Every time there's a new release, we've got release notes uh, published immediately. So it also has how-tos. Mm-hmm. It has a list of places where you can reach out for you know further information, like the IRC channel. Mm-hmm. Mailing lists are located there. It's probably the only place that somebody should start if they're looking to use FreeIPA. Got it. So you, you don't know of any like third party, but, and I recognize, you know, you got to be careful because you don't want to like give any sort of official sponsorship or recommendation or anything. But I mean, there hasn't been any third party resources that you found especially helpful more so than the upstream documentation. Well, there's always going to be people who aren't specifically providing code to free IPA who are able to find out how to do different things that aren't Mm -hmm. listed, you know, in the how to's and those people, you know, they've got their own blogs on WordPress and stuff. So, you know, doing like a web search for free IPA and WordPress is going to bring up a bunch of interesting things. So there's no list, you know, where there's unofficial documentation, but if you just go out and look for it, you'll find a bunch of it. Sure. And looking on Amazon now, too, I see two documents, both surprisingly right around $80 each. One is Free IPA Master, The Art of Design Patterns, which doesn't seem to be relevant, but that is by a Gerard Blockdick. Oh, no, that's not even self-assessment. That's not even what we're talking about here. Oh, no, okay. This is, yeah, this is totally different. So I've there never is. Heard that name before. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? It's because it looks like it's some kind of psychological bullshit. It's not. It has nothing <laughs> to do with your project. So it looks like there is no, at least on Amazon, on a quick cursory search, there are no third-party resources. So that usually, to me, is an indication that the actual project's documentation itself is really, really well offered. Or, or it's not as big as. No, you know, I like mean, I've. So I've I've got to be seen honest. A lot of LDAP discussion. Yeah, LDAP discussion. For, well, every well, my point is every time I see it, if the thread is like newer than four years, I do actually see free IPA mentioned. Really? Because I saw it just I, the other day on a Reddit thread. I mean, yeah. I'm not sh- I'm not trying to shit on free IPA because at this point, I'm definitely gonna stand it up at work and see what I can do. I mean, it sounds really interesting, and it sounds like something that I could utilize for sure. But mm-hmm. I have to be honest, before Payton brought it to us after self and, you know, this discussion, I have really never fucking heard of free IPA. <laughs> and I mean, I, I do a lot of stupid wonky stuff with user authentication and groups and stuff like that. And even more so, though, I never knew it was fucking Red Hat backed at this point. That, that I will admit that is news to me. I did not know it was. And I have a Red Hat subscription, either. by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true, like, you do. <laughs> I actually didn't fucking know that. Yeah. Well, if you ever open a support ticket, you probably get me or somebody on my team to help you out. Well, there I'm just going to do it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Striker. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But no, like to me, like even I would say free IPA is probably on. And I don't mean to like talk about you as if you aren't in the room, so to speak, Striker, but. You know, free IPA to me is like about on par with, I don't know, reputation or well-knownness. I don't know. It keeps changing names. What's the fucking group where that Yahoo bought? Zoho? Is that? Zoho. Yeah, Zoho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of resources, third-party resources on Zoho because the project's documentation itself sucks. Sorry to any Zoho users out there. Sorry, not sorry. It's like, it sucks. It's They're terrible documentation. 
But it's about as well known, I would say, at Free IPA, based upon the amount I see it mentioned and the how often the topic itself comes up and things like that. But I don't see anything like that for a Free IPA. To me, that is a healthy sign of a project's documentation. But, you know, again, I haven't admittedly even touched it, so <laughs> I'm sure we'll... We tend to be very honest on the show, so if there's something we don't like about it, we tend to mention it when we find it. But everything I see so far, I mean, we we have you on the show because we, we like the idea of it. Well, I think at this point it'd be a cool follow-up episode for us if we all just implemented it at home and gave our impression. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I need, to, up right I need now. to... Yeah, you've been... I think you turned it up already, Peyton, right? Like a couple... Uh, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, maybe? No, I turned it up when we first talked about it, and I've been... Yeah, 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 it. a couple of months ago. Yeah. So what do you do with it? User management. <laughs> okay, but there's obviously other features, like... <laughs> Jesus, H. <laughs> Thanks, Peyton. I mean, He's doing the users. You know, I'm doing the user thing. What can I say, man? Come on. I mean, no, have you... I, I mean, Striker, to... will, these, will these knuckleheads battle it out? <laughs> I do have a totally unrelated question to Free IPA. Sure. Is Striker your birth name? Because it is the coolest yeah. fucking name I have ever heard. <laughs> it is, yeah. You sound like a super... Like the like hero from an action movie. It's great. <laughs> how did your parents come to that, if I might ask? Hey, could you tell me again how you came up with the name Striker? Um... It was uh, the hero of a show that was uh, based in the 70s. A hero of a show based in the 70s. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. There you awesome. go. Okay. Yes. It's an amazing show. The, uh, amazing name. It was the commander of a moon base on a show based in the 70s. That, that's your dad? It's called you. I wonder... I wonder if that's what is parodied in the movie Airplane. Oh, is the one no. whose name is Striker too. No? Okay. Is <laughs> no. It, Are we allowed to keep your, is, your dad's is, audio is, in? Yeah. Okay. You, you don't care if they include your audio in the show, right? Yeah, he, he gave us okay. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. It's pretty yeah, funny we, that he's we, sitting right here next to me, in. too. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. That's hilarious. Well, tell him we say hi. We, we've been playing. Uh, he, they said hi. <laughs> I, I knew he was destined for big things, so I gave him a hero's name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is the most Father of the year. Dad ever. I love yeah, it. Yeah, right? That's yeah. so good. <laughs> and so, that, wait, I have another free IPA question, though. Well, I did too, but you go first. Well, go I, ahead. I forgot it. No, no, no I forgot no, it. So now I need to rethink oh, it. You're again. terrible at this. God, he's literally never coming back because he's going to be like, wow, those sys, <laughs> those sys admin trivia guys were fucking Ew, idiots. Striker or me? I, I like this show, man. Yeah, Striker. <laughs> These guys were the worst. So my question really is, so free IPA encompasses sort of a lot of different, I'll say technologies, but I mean, you know, there's LDAP integration and there's some Kerberos features and there's... You know, how is the DNS managed? Like, what's the underlying sort of... I mean, is DNS mask involved? Is it... Probably not DNS mask. Do you know? But that does... That's actually related to the question I was going to ask, because I just remembered it. Wow. Well, so so what I'm asking really is like... But so my question really is like, of those underlying technologies, do you have to know anything about them before you start using free IPA? Or can you kind of just jump into free IPA? It doesn't matter if you don't know about LDAP or Kerberos or DNS. You can just make it happen. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. This the purpose of free IPA is to mm-hmm. make everything easy. So like zero For, prior knowledge, totally turnkey kind of a thing. Yeah, mm. basically, yeah. And it uses NameD for DNS management. Okay. Okay. So, so that is yeah, that is bind nine, Jathan, if you're curious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if you knew. That is no, I got that. So from like a troubleshooting perspective, though, do you find that people have issues when something goes wrong because they don't necessarily understand those underlying pieces? No. Okay. Not so really. it's usually bulletproof then. 
Yeah, it's that's actually what we're working on now. We've kind of okay. set aside focus on features, and we've put you know ninety eight percent of our focus on stability at this point. Good. So that's really important to focus on for sure. Yeah, a lot of the issues that I see whenever somebody's having a problem is because they've hit a known bug, uh-huh. or there was a timing issue, which we've fixed a lot of. So mm. it doesn't. I'm I actually have never really seen any issues where people didn't understand you know ldap firsthand or dns firsthand and then created an issue out of it Mm -hmm. free ipa just makes it easy to manage all that stuff got it so that brings me to my the question i was going to ask and admittedly a gripe i have about turnkey stuff it's really awesome that it's out there and it's really helpful for people but a common gripe i have with all turnkey solutions not i'm not picking on free ipa specifically here no no i mean we just talked about mail in a box last week yeah yeah we did so so no, two weeks ago so Parker, do you feel picked on <laughs> no at this point i didn't i, know, I actually I didn't ask being, the question yet though so i know what being picked on feels like and this is nowhere close there good you know. good it, it also helps that we're all getting drunk together so yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't believe i just said that though <laughs> that's all right I need so glass. the yep let's there you turn go. it up he, he's not feeling bad enough we need to be we need to be worse people <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying we can we beat need you to be up bigger dicks is that what you're saying hit me with everything man okay so the problem i have with turnkey's shit is i will have one system set up say power dns to handle my dns records because it's already hooked into my infrastructure and everything and then some turnkey system comes along and wants to replace implementation of that dns functionality how difficult or how many people do you see incorporating their existing infrastructure components into free IPA? Is it really hmm. flexible I, enough to do that? Yeah, I see a lot actually. And free okay. IPA is not designed to force anything on you. If you don't want to yeah. use free IPA DNS, you don't have to. You just, whenever you're installing, you know, the server free IPA install server script, you just tack on, actually, you just leave off and set up DNS. Okay. There's an option that you can add on the end that you can specify for it to deploy DNS or just leave it off and it won't install DNS management. That's fantastic. So that's and that's with all services, all components, or does it require like LDAP and Kerberos, for instance? What do you mean? Well, so it offers a lot of services. So how many of those services would you say are self-dependent or interdependent, I guess? In other words, they have to be ones that free IPA itself provides. Yeah, so LDAP and Kerberos are both required because that's how LDAP manages passwords is through Kerberos. Right. You can have LDAP passwords, but you have to manually manage those yourself. Right. Well, I guess more so if you have LDAP set up, but you don't have Kerberos set up yet on whichever service. Sorry, flip that. that that's, yeah, that's a bad example. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's impossible. It should be reversed. Kerberos is probably primarily more client side. So say you have the Kerberos implementation already in place, but you're looking to have an LDAP application now kerberos does require in in some cases a server component as well does free ipa let you use that existing Kerberos? and i'm basically just trying to narrow down like how piecemeal is this how like how flexible is it in terms of replacing and dropping in and dropping out services that free ipa itself manages well migrating migrating and only kerberos implementation into free ipa i'm gonna say right offhand is probably not possible Mm-hmm. because of how Kerberos stores the principles. Mm-hmm. Sure. You can't really migrate something like that. That's, I mean, all of that stuff is encrypted. Right. So, but if you want to do something like a, you know, a trusted domain, you can deploy free IPA onto its own domain and then trust 
a Kerberos-only domain or trust a Kerberos LDAP domain that has both of those implemented. Okay. That way you can actually, you know, still authenticate to your free IPA clients using those credentials from the other not free IPA domain. Right, right. Cool. But yeah. If you're doing something like migrating an actual LDAP instance into free IPA, it's, it's very flexible. And it provides, mm -hmm. there's a lot of tools that you can use to help you do that. And it, it helps you out with the schema modifications and everything else. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a lot more, uh, I would say that is a lot more work put into it than most turnkey solutions try to offer. <laughs> so I definitely do appreciate that, that and how flexible it seems to guys, it seems that you guys try to be. So that's, yeah, that's usually my biggest gripe with turnkey software, as I said. But it sounds like you guys have actually considered that and most don't. So definitely kudos there. Yeah, I know it sounds like we're kissing your ass here, but like I generally am impressed. You don't really come across a whole lot of projects that consider those kind of things. So no, really don't. well, a lot of our you know feature implementations come from downstream. Where oh people yeah, are true. Using the, the Red Hat Identity Management, you know, because they, they want something that's supported by a corporation such right. as Red Hat. So when we have you know customers that want to do something specific and we have them tell us what it is and what specifically they want to be able to do. When we implement that change, it gets pushed to upstream as well. Got it. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely, I definitely can see the amount of hard work that went in there, both from upstream itself and from the Red Hat contribution. I, I mean, I'm sure it helps having Red Hat back you guys for sure. Cause they're, they're a huge resource to, to have, you know, they're, are they, do they still have the lead on canonical? Does anyone know? I'm sure. I feel like they do, but I've also seen a whole lot of canonical growth in the server space lately, so I don't know. I don't yeah, know if but, that's still true. But they I have their like weird fucking bullshit restrictions on hardware and all that stuff. Oh, Ubuntu server. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And, and for our listeners, just be clear, you can install Ubuntu server on any fucking x86, x86, 64. No, no, no. Just x86, 64. No, no, no. Any normal hardware architecture under the x86, 64 architecture. But it will not be officially supported by a canonical contract unless it's a specific hardware profile. So something to keep in mind, which is, I understand why they do it, but it's also bullshit. So I think that's really all the questions we had offhand, you know, prepared. Is there anything like you want to talk about specifically, like anything coming up with free IPA that you're excited about? Yeah. I mean, this can be like as much of a shameless plug as you want for, for free <laughs> yeah, IPA. Yeah. Literally anything that you want to contribute that we haven't touched on. Yeah, well, we spend thing, most of the seasons shitting on other stuff, so we we got we got to make up for that karma. One thing that we are working on integrating with IPA is Samba Four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So Jathan's gonna be stoked about that. I bet. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I'm like wagging my tail a little bit now, and it's, <laughs> that's a, a separate issue. But <laughs> Jathan, so is, is, are you a furry? Not today. Okay. I'm gonna mute my headphones. <laughs> yeah. <for a> <laughs> Not today is my favorite response ever to that question. <laughs> Sorry, keep going on, Striker. Sorry. Sorry. Jesus. It's fine, man. <laughs> drunk Brent is best Brent. I'm not even drunk. I'm buzzed. I'm not even drunk yet. Yeah, well, get out your calculator. Find out how many I'm more drinks up. you need. Oh, gosh. Here we go. All right. Anyway, Striker, go yeah, on. let him, let him finish. <laughs> Well, what I was going to say is a lot of people realize that, you know, Samba server can support Windows clients, yep. but right now we don't have the integration with IPA to be able to manage that from an IPA standpoint, mm -hmm. but it is something that has been talked about uh -huh. and we're working on getting that working properly. So that's something that I'm really interested about because I'd like to be able to easily manage Windows clients from 
my IPA yeah. web GUI. Yeah, that sounds great. And Brent's right. I do have a vested interest in that sort of thing. So to give you a little bit You're of background. Afraid? No, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> to give you uh, just a little bit of background, I don't know if you creeped on us or anything beforehand, but I work at the University of Colorado in a very specific sort of research group. And we have an overarching campus IT organization that they're not really above me in terms of like management structure, but we piggyback on a lot of their services. So, you know, for example, they manage DNS, they manage, they use Active Directory for managing users and groups and stuff like that. And they fucking suck at it. Sorry, I'm oh, going to put wow. it on blast. <sighs> no, okay. you don't, you don't have to, but I'm going to call it right now. They fucking suck at it. Okay. Well, I I'll didn't put say them on blast. but anyway... <laughs> Opinions on the show may so, not so, reflect those of Jathan's employers. Correct, right. Anyway, so uh, I may not, I'm not that worried about it. So I don't actually manage users as much as I'd like to. Like, I would love it if I were just in charge of all my own accounts and stuff like that, because as Brent points out, I've had some issues interfacing with them in the past and effectively yeah. managing accounts and stuff like that. But, I mean, for one thing, I probably will not work at the University of Colorado forever, so having a solution in mind for whatever might be next is great. But, God, now I'm so off track because you fucking interjected. I don't remember All what... you can think about is you wearing your furry costume. What, what animal are you, Jathan? Are you a... I, I, I think you're a husky. I feel like you'd be a husky. Bro, I think you'd be a cute little bunny rabbit. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. I right. could be a bunny Hello. rabbit. Well, you know, bunny rabbits have a lot of sex, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but at that point, it's furry sex. It's... <laughs> All right, well, beggars can't be choosers. If we did have any furry <laughs> listeners, we don't anymore. <laughs> I mean, I feel like after the duck thing, it's all gone. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Striker, just be glad you weren't there for the duck incident. You can, yeah. you can listen so, to this so, shit show. But... God damn it, shut up. <laughs> this has gone so far down the shitter. <laughs> My whole point, though, is just, I don't know. I had a point, and somebody <laughs> ruined it. You had I a point? Like so, have you ever had a point? I Yeah, what I was like I going to say? Somebody was you. Somebody tell me what I was going to say. I don't, I don't know, know what you were going to fucking say. Oh, no clue. How are we supposed say. to know that? We're not mind readers. Jesus. <laughs> well, I was just, like, talking about it and having a good time, and then you had to jump in with your furry shit. And talking about how look, bad other people are at their shit. Look, it's not my fault. That you'd like to dress up like an animal. So oh if you want to do that in oh, your shit. free time, you're totally welcome to. If if anyway, how you get your if anyway. how you get your kicks, if it's how you knock your rocks off, that's fine. Oh I'm not gonna judge you for it. <laughs> Maybe a little, but I'm not gonna tell oh, you about it. Uh, uh, and so you can just do your thing, shankers. man. Yeah, like, viewership just went down. Well, it's a good thing they don't so view our much. podcast. They listen to it. God damn. My roommate just messaged me on Facebook to ask if I was done so he could use the microwave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so. No, we listeners. don't need to recap. No, 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 no. Wait, no. I gotta fucking explain this because I spent three fucking years of my life studying 802.11 shit. So I'm gonna explain this. So if you've noticed when you turn your microwave on, when you zap something, if your Wi-Fi suddenly cuts out and shit like that, it's because microwaves operate. On 2.4 gigahertz, which is the same frequency that water molecules vibrate at, which is why they use that frequency. But it's also the fucking frequency of Wi-Fi or, you know, even 5 gigahertz, the, the multiple, you know, it's still affected. And the problem is, so like when the microwave zaps the food, right? Oh my. If the AP's close enough, if the signal's close enough to the microwave, it'll disrupt that signal because it's, you're basically jamming your own Wi-Fi. Ruby jamming, man. Yeah, yeah. 
So look, Jay riveting. Fun, I'm fucking I had riveting. to look. No, I I dedicated three fucking years of my life to free Wi-Fi, and this is what I have to show for it. I know a lot of useless shit about it. I also know that it is affected by rain. I mean, you know, like across the band, like you're fine in the house if it's raining outside, but just don't use Wi-Fi outside if it's raining because okay. the signal's going to suffer. What? You know what? I'm going to write that down so I don't what? forget. <laughs> what? Holy shit. Yeah. Walking outside wow. with my laptop while it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I like, mean, if you have a canopy or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a canopy or something. Oh, my parents actually sake. set up... No, 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 no. My parents set up an AP reflector, like, just specifically so they, they could did, use huh? wireless in the backyard. Shut up. Just so they could use wireless in the backyard. In the backyard. And oh, they have a canopy man. out there so they can use the Wi-Fi under the canopy. But I'm saying because water molecules vibrate at the same frequency and because like they get eight, the 802.11 waves get refracted by water at that frequency, Wi-Fi fucking sucks when it has to go through water. That's all I'm saying. That's why my phone doesn't work in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now. I was trying to Snapchat Payton while I was Best showering this morning. It didn't work. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, Stryker, all right, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, Striker. You know do you what? have any? Jathan Payton, do you guys have any closing remarks for Striker? I have nothing else. If Striker has anything okay. else to say, I, it's, I probably, challenge you, it's probably to put us down. But I challenge you, Striker, <laughs> at self to a TF2 match. You got it, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I might I'll have bring, to show up to TF2. When is that. when is self? I'll bring the flat screen. It's it's, it's in June. June. Okay, when in June? <laughs> well, presumably they don't know, Jason. Otherwise, they would have said. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try to make that happen, but I doubt it. it well, if look, Jason, if you're going, I'm going. All right, that's fair. We'll, we'll show it. Maybe I'll. Uh, are you going to drive? It's the eighth to the tenth. Eighth to the tenth. Looks like. Okay. All right. I can. I can maybe do that. Yeah, I can drive you. Obviously, if I'm there, it'd be great to meet up and have a drink or whatever. We owe you several at this point. Um, (laughs) Anyway, to close out that segment, Stryker, it was great having you. I personally am actually, this is not me exaggerating or being facetious. I'm really excited to try out free IPA. I'm really looking forward to the Samba 4 thing you mentioned for personal reasons that I don't remember because Brent fucking sidetracked that conversation. Oh, wait, 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 no, sorry, I it have was... one more question, one more question, it's, it's relevant, I promise. <laughs> Are there any plans, I think I even brought this up when we first talked about it, are there any plans to, like, replicate entire Active Domain Controller functionality? Oh. Like, straight down to the group policies and, and things like that? Because if we uh, could it's... totally, you know, replace an Active Domain Controller, that'd be fantastic, I think, but... I think that falls into, when is Samba 4 going to be integrated? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, in the future is TM is, it, is when in the that future. Be. Got it. Yeah, is there right, a... right now, I mean, you can migrate users from Active Directory into uh, IPA, but there's not, you know, there's no Active Directory functionality complete replacement yeah, built yeah. in right now. But I mean, it is like on the ephemeral wish list, as it were, right? Yeah. And, okay, I cool. mean, <laughs> if you go to the freeipa.org page for IPA and, and AD, there is mm-hmm. a, a little segment in there that says Sama 4's goal is to displace AD from the heart of every Windows Ooh. network by providing an open source alternative to AD. So that is literally part of the, wow, okay, that's really yeah, that, cool. That's, I mean, that's verbose. That's word for word from freeipa.org. That is awesome. That well, is super I hope awesome. it happens. Yeah, that'd be a great boon to the open source community for sure. Fuck AD. Do you, Stryker, before Jathan goes on to his baddie, do you have any closing remarks for this particular segment? You, you know, we're going to keep you with us until we finish the show, but do you have any closing remarks for this particular segment? I honestly wasn't expecting this 
This is the <laughs> second time. This is the second time that I've been on a talk show for free IPA. The first time being actually at Self. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I quite enjoyed it being here and everything. That's good. We enjoyed having you. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jathan. Do you want to talk about the baddie? Jathan. Jathan. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> Five I, seconds of silence. <laughs> I'm alive. I, gotta, I'm alive. I can't even lie. I had to piss so bad again. Jason, really, <laughs> dude? I, I, I've been just hydrating all. I, but shit, dude. I've been chugging water all day. Oh, oh my god. I, I'm just trying to not be dehydrated. And now get... you're losing all that water because you're <laughs> no. drinking beer instead of water. Shut up. Those bottles uh, serve two purposes: to give and take. <laughs> Yeah, there you go, Jason. So input one, output. You could, you could sit in one place and do both things at one time. Yeah, here's the you problem. Need a piss bucket. Here's the problem. I'm drinking Bud Light now. If I piss in the can, I might still think it's Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus my god! <laughs> Throwing shade. I don't ever drink Bud Light except my doctor told me I could have white rice, and this is like the highest rice content beer I could find. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait! No! 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 Back up! Back up! What? I'm supposed to be mostly avoiding fat and eating vegetables, so my doctor recommended that I eat like, you know, white rice and a plain vegetable with it for dinner. Uh huh. So I was like, oh, and in but- your head, that equates to <laughs> Bud Light. I'm a scientist. All right. <laughs> My my background. You are the worst scientist to ever science. <laughs> what's your what's your terrible. what's your plan? I mean, what's your Jesus? My plan. You your hypothesis. No. Where's your control group? <laughs> All right. So yeah, anyway, what, what's the experiment layout look like? <laughs> Did you write a thesis? I mean, you know. At this point, I just feel bad for the editor. I did too. Oh, really poor did. editor. Yeah. Poor yeah. Editor. That's all right. It's all right. We, I mean, if I had to listen to your it. voice too, I'd probably kill myself. So yeah. Oh wow! All right. <laughs> That's gonna turn grim real quick. Yeah, we're all waiting. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, Jason, we're waiting on you yeah. for the baddie. The baddie now. Yeah, right. I understand. So we're waiting on you. Jathan, it's your can segment. You the, can you do the baddie? I'd love to do the baddie. Jathan, can you so, do the baddie? Hey, Jathan. Jathan, hey, can you do the baddie? Hey, Jathan. Jathan, did you explain to Striker what the baddie is? Oh, right. I have no idea what to expect at this point. (laughs) So every episode... Probably just some kind of shit. Since, like, I think near the beginning of season two, maybe? I'm going to Google the baddie. S2E5? It might might not show up. so well. (laughs) I don't know how SEO, how SEO optimized our our site is, all that fucking shit. But the baddie is short for the Cis Administration Award, (laughs) and it's the award we give to colossal tech fuck-ups. They're basically the Darwin Awards of technology do something stupid we're gonna laugh at you and also talk yeah. about it. yeah yeah in hopes that people don't you know make the same mistake but also we like laughing at fuck yeah sometimes they're a little bit of schadenfreude is, is great sometimes they are more or less relevant put your password in an irc chat laugh at you you've <laughs> done that payton so have you <laughs> I know. i've done it too i we've think i think it's it. something we've all done we've all done yeah. at least at one point you were right, by the way. I shouldn't have Google. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I gotta so, hope you have safe search turned on. Delete my browser. <laughs> yeah. Good, good plan. So, um, so this is brought to us by way of Slashdot, who links to bleepingcomputer.com. 
which I've not actually heard of, but I have... Really? Okay. They've been around for a while. I I know. Oh my gosh. Bleeping Computer has a tweet on their their article here from Nixcraft, so... (laughs) Yeah, we know how much... You've never heard of Bleeping Computer? No. Anyway, so... Move it along. Everybody knows what NPM is. NPM is the Node Package Manager, and it's basically used to manage, like, JavaScript packages primarily for things related to Node.js. Although at this point, I'm pretty sure you can install like Python with fucking NPM if you want to. Do you want to reserve like, do you all, all of you guys want to reserve like five or 10 minutes at the end of the episode to just fucking rag on independent package managers? Yeah, maybe. Because sure. I would that. really like to do but that. Whatever. Okay. Anyway. Do that. Okay. Finish Keep going. Now, so NPM done. had a recent update version 5.7.0, which is apparently quite buggy. And apparently when some users are installing packages with NPM v5.7.0, it's actually changing the ownership of folders like Etsy and user and slash boot, which... Oh my god, let's see where this is going. To. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, Etsy and user, that might make some sense because you actually touch that. But why slash boot? I really don't fucking know. But, so here's the thing, right, is... Most people who are using NPM are probably not sysadmins. It's mostly like developers and software engineers and people who are reading guides on the internet. I try my hardest to avoid. So do I. I I know that I'm. I know that we're for once in agreement on something there. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, for most people who are experiencing this issue, are actually having to reinstall their system from scratch. Or if it's a VM or something, restoring from a backup. Yeah. Well, you can take backups of bare metal, too. Yeah, yeah, you can. Although most people don't take backups that they could just restore an entire case. Yeah. Yeah. Although an R-Sync would fix that, too. R-Sync, hey. Anyways. True. True. In any case, the bug was first reported a week ago from when this was published. Mm -hmm. This was published on February 22nd. So we're at about two weeks now. And they still haven't had another release? But at the time of the article being posted, there was no answer from NPM developers. A bug report was finally filed, and the NPM team has released 5.7.1 that removes the buggy code. (laughs) Apparently, though, Mac and Windows users are not affected. FreeBSD users are. (laughs) And Windows users are as well, supposedly. The funny part is, I... From what I recall, I read the actual GitHub issue. You know, we'll link it, of course. But I read the actual GitHub issue for it, reporting it. And it sounds like the people who were running NPM update as root, yeah, like, yeah. as an actual root shell, we're facing this issue. We're not affected. No, we're not affected. Oh, I'm the reading. The people who ran it with sudo or sudo were. Uh, okay, that's how you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah, that's then. where I'm going with this. So people who are using so- sudo <laughs> specifically, bless you, whoever. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. People who are running sudo specifically seem to be having this issue. Yeah, which is funny because if I recall, their docs say to use sudo. Well, plus like, in yeah, general, it is like it. a safer like, thing it's to a do. Better, I quote unquote, better idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. Like, how do you even get that to yeah, trigger during sudo? That's terrible. In any why case, why is that conditional? In any case, this baddie goes to the npm developers. Hopefully, nobody we know or who's listening was affected by this. <laughs> However, it is a bit of a colossal fuck up. Probably don't do that again. Also, just yeah. Don't... If you want a free retweet, tweet at us if you were, because this is hilarious, and you need it's... a little bit of console, a little bit of like <laughs> a little bit of a plug it's to offset the. No, it's hilarious. In it general, is hilarious. Yes. I just hate. <laughs> 
Why do we have nine billion fucking package managers? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not ready to jump into that quite yet. I do want to say... Because open source. <laughs> that doesn't well, make yeah. it a good idea. We no, should, that's no, the no, kind no, of no. shit no, hold that... Hold on, hold on, hold on! I do want to say that if Linux had, a, like, a, as part of core utils, it had mTree, which is what BSD has, specifically NetBSD's mTree, which is fucking awesome, this wouldn't be an issue, because then you could just run the MT spec, and then it'll fix everything. It's also possible... I'm not certain. It's possible, though, that if you had SE Linux properly implemented, this would not affect you. Oh, probably not. Yeah. So, um, you know. <laughs> at a guess, I would say it, it would have it would have stopped it. I, no, are but, you guys SE Linux fans? I, I like it in theory. In practice, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. But I think like, it I, it, overall, I would say the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. I don't take the time to properly implement it, but I also run an environment that's extremely not like most people's if mm. i were running like high security applications or front-facing services more than i was i would definitely use se linux and, and all my shit is customer facing so I, yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah I, I definitely should it's definitely something that i do i'll say this too so uh, the number of people who strictly just disable se linux without understanding the implications of actually doing that are yeah that's i mean that's unreasonable dangerous. like i understand right. when i'm turning se linux off what i'm doing but i also basically work in high performance computing where security you know like data security is one thing but security of the actual compute cluster is a really different scenario than what most people are dealing with i'd argue yeah I, that sounds like a cop-out now that i say it out loud but it, like it does <laughs> but like of. but i also i also have like a, a close idea of what you do and i'm like yeah you're probably fine without it i mean it people got along fine without it for i but you also have I run a, it on a all my web systems you have a mixed environment too you use a shit ton of nfs and shit like that and that's it gets pretty hairy in the nfs implementations so nfs right Jathan? Or, or is it more samba these days no no it's it's fucking everything it's smb it's nfs oh it's zfs too you got a lot of zfs oh, yeah what, what about gpfs nah fuck that no yeah fuck gpfs <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry we sorry striker we know like you got close size with the red hat but seriously fuck gpfs gpfs oh jesus my God. christ why don't you yeah, calculate he's, the he's fucking cut off. cost of that GPS, huh? <laughs> yeah, I my pronunciation goes to shit the more I drink. So no kidding, we cut. haven't noticed in the last uh, four years. Goes goes for everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the guys, <laughs> the guys love to make fun of me for <laughs> it. So in, all right, uh, now, now I, oh my gosh, shut up. Oh yeah, we a calculator. But I would and like that's to say. Just Bud Light. And that, yeah, <laughs> seriously. No, I, I'm drinking whiskey. Jathan's drinking my light. The, I'm doing okay, too. I have ported Mtree, specifically NetBSD's Mtree, for Arch. It's in the AUR. So I definitely recommend if you are worried about that whole NPM, NPM bullshit, check it out and install it and use it. Generate like a weekly cron Mtree spec or something. It's a really cool tool, and I, I don't know why Linux doesn't have it. It's like, I feel like it, there should be a native port for it already in Core Utils by now. Have any of you used it? Am I talking like? Am I the only one here that knows what, what? I'm talking about with M3? I'm sorry, yes. you kind of went on this long ramble, and I kind of missed like three. M tree, Payton. What? M tree. M tree. Oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the tree that's shows that M. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> Doesn't it basically generate like a signature for a file system? It can. Or like a directory hierarchy. What it basically does is it indexes all of the files and directories on a, even yeah. like special files, like, you know, device files and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen this. It generates a spec of them. And then, you know, you can include various other components of the spec. Like if you want to include certain 
checksums like SHA-512 or MD5 or whatever, you can do that. And so that way you can tell when a file was changed. Uh, you can grab C times, M times, A times, whatever. But its real use is capturing like ownership and permissions, you know, octal modes. So then it can run through and see if any of the files on the file system or a specific path, whatever, don't match that spec. And if they don't, it'll even offer to fix it for you if you run it with the, the fix flag. So it's a really useful tool and it's like really low level integrated file system integrity, basically for BSD. And they've had it for ages and I can't for the life of me figure out why nobody's written, excuse me, a, a GPL port of it. So whatever. That's my rant. I'm ready to rant about independent package managers, though. I have a rant, too. Oh, Jesus. Do you, Jathan, are you still feeling the fire for that? For what? Are you hype about ranting about independent package managers? I guess. I feel Woo! like it could actually be like a legit topic for next episode. Do you Do you want to save it? Striker, do you want to come on that episode and rant about it with us? Do you have strong hey, feelings about it? <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> this guy's just we like should, i want no these way. guys to shut up and i want them to leave me alone <laughs> we should we should tease it right now just so people have an idea what we're gonna rant about if we I mean, start we're not stopping mtree sounds like i mean there's a couple things we have in the linux world that are kind of like that you know rpm can do mm -hmm. file verification ownership verification but that's only for you know the files Packages, that were provided yeah. yeah provided by the package yeah there's also audit CTL, which can watch, you know, modifications of certain files that you set it up to watch. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if any sort of tool that right now can manage, take a kind of like a, a snapshot of yeah. your entire file structure and the ownership and keep a backup of just what it looks like. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know of anything sure. like that. I mean, I guess you could hack something together with like a Python script or something or a Perl script or find even, I guess. But like nobody wants to do that. <laughs> And fixing it when it would go wrong, like from that generated spec, would be a pain in the ass. But whatever, whatever. No, save it. Just save it. Save it. Okay, save we'll it. save it. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll throw it onto the uh, onto the next episode, I guess. My name is Jathan, and for the first no. time, I'm the voice of reason. <laughs> <sighs> That's a scary, <laughs> scary, scary. Yeah, I know. Thought. But I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah. You're you're not wrong. Really That's actually are. two episodes in a row. Last episode, you didn't even know what season it was, and I had to fix it. That's well, you had to correct me. I wouldn't say you fixed it. I fixed because the it's no the the mistake <laughs> is still on. It's on air. It's on record. It's but on so recording. is me fixing it. People cheered. I could <laughs> no. hear it. No, I could no, hear no, it no, when no. the episode. Nobody fucking cheered. People around the world no started cheering. fucking clapping there were for people, me. There was, they were no. clapping, but no cheering. They were clapping because you were done talking. Oh gosh. Jason's become some sort of egomaniacal monster because he was right fucking once in his life. <laughs> All right. This has been Sis Administrivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Pete. And with us we had... Uh, this is Striker. Poor guy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being with us. See you around.